take your Bible, go to Psalm 136, the Hebrew hymn book, the book of Psalms. I love this psalm. And I suppose I'm bringing this because we're just coming out of the Thanksgiving weekend. I love this text. I'm just going to read it to you. Here we go. Verse 1. Follow along with me if you would. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. His mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods, His mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of hosts. His mercy endureth forever. As we read through this entire psalm, one thing you'll notice after every phrase in each verse, it has that refrain. His mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. That's an interesting statement there. To give thanks, literally in the Hebrew, it literally means to... Are you ready? It means to spell it out. To verbally confess it. Spell it out. You want to give thanks to God? (laughs) Spell it out. (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) What does that look like? Well, it looks like praise. It looks like enumerating all the kind gestures and expressions of goodness and love that the Lord has showered down on us. And He says, I want you to spell it out for people. (laughs) I want you to make it plain and make it clear. I want you to verbally confess it. That I am good. My mercy endures forever. this, This is 26 times that phrase is repeated. Here in Psalm 136, it, it, it's, it's, it's probably, literally, if I understand right, it's the answer that the congregation of Israel would give to the priests or the Levites each time uh, after when they would make an offering or a sacrifice in the temple. They would uh, sing this psalm, Psalm 136, and after each line, the refrain would come, His mercy endures forever. It was sung daily in the morning, and in the evening, during the morning and evening sacrifices, there in the Old Testament, in the temple, His mercy endures Forever. From time to time, I hear people, and they're well-intentioned, they're good people, but they say, Preacher, I don't like some of these new songs. Okay? I don't like the new singing. Well, why not? Because they repeat the same phrase over and over again. I understand what they mean. I understand what they say. But I want you to remember, friend, no songwriters came up with that. That was the Lord. That's what the Lord did here in Psalm 136. His mercy endures forever. I wonder if anyone standing around ever said, Ho, ho, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Levites. Wait a minute, priest. I don't like that 7-Eleven singing. I don't like the fact that 26 times after every phrase, it says His mercy endures forever. Well, I suppose, ladies and gentlemen, if it's okay for the Lord to do that 26 times, it's okay during a spiritual song, a biblically-based song, 
for it to repeat itself every now and then. <laughs> so do you think the Lord wanted us to understand that His mercy endures forever? I believe that He did. In fact, this psalm highlights at least three characteristics and attributes about the greatness of God. I just want to point them out as we close tonight. First of all, it points out that He is the Supreme One. He is the Supreme One. Notice back at verse 1, give thanks to the Lord. That's exclusive. He is good. His mercy endures forever. Give thanks, verse 2, under the God of all gods. <laughs> he is the God over everyone. He is the God over every leader, the God over every king. His mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords. We say that about Jesus. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That means that every potentate, every leader is, is subservient and subject to the authority of King Jesus. His mercy endures forever. He is good. I love what Charles Spurgeon said. said, God is good beyond all others. He alone is good in the highest sense. He is the source of good. The good of all good. <laughs> the sustainer of good. The perfecter of good. And the rewarder of good. For this, He deserves the constant gratitude of His people. End of quote. And I say amen, Mr. Spurgeon, that the Lord Jesus is good beyond all other good. To Him, verse 4, who alone does great wonders. He is the supreme one. He, there is no other God. There is no God like our God. Who is like the Lord our God? Nobody. Nobody. There's nobody like the Lord. He stands alone, above and beyond. He is the exemplary one. He's the incomparable one. There's no one or nothing to compare Jesus to. He's the supreme one. And His mercy endures forever. But then we see that He is the sustaining one. The sustaining one. That means He has it all working properly. He has it all figured out. And He keeps everything working exactly like it needs to work. Listen to what it says. It says, verse 5, By Him and by His wisdom, He made the heavens. He stretched out the earth above the waters. He, uh, to Him that made great moons, the great moon and stars to rule by night, to Him that smote the uh, Egypt in their firstborn, uh, verse 12, with a strong hand, with a stretched out arm. Uh, he goes through and talks about that, that the fact that the Lord sustains the universe. The Lord sustains the planets. The Lord, by His power, He keeps everything on track. 
I love what one said. There are no iron tracks with bars and bolts to hold the planets in their orbits. Freely in space they move, ever-changing, but never changed, poised and balancing, swaying and swayed, disturbing and disturbed, onward they fly, fulfilling with unerring certainty their mighty circles. This entire system forms one grand complicated piece of celestial machinery. I love that. Circle within circle. He's talking about the orbits of the planets. Wheel within wheel. Cycle within cycle. And ladies and gentlemen, do you know who, who sustains all that? Do you know as Colossians 1 says that by Him all things were created and by Him all things consist or all things are held together. But I love this. He not only every single day, 24-7, 365 days a year and 366 on leap year, He's sustaining this universe. But let's get very specific. Not only that, but I love this. I love the fact that He sustains you and I. Down in verse 23 it says, He remembers us in our lowest state. He's redeemed us from our enemies. He gives food. Think about that. He gives food to all flesh. The Lord takes care of us on a daily basis. He sustains us. Jesus said you don't have to worry about your clothes. He's going to give you the clothes you need. You don't have to worry about shelter over your head. He's going to give that to you. You don't have to worry about food for your belly. The Lord's going to take care of you and give you everything you need. He's the supreme one. He's the sustaining one. And I close with this, gang. Jesus is the saving one. He's the saving one. That attribute, His salvation, is highlighted in these verses. He talks about how the Lord saved the Israelites from Egypt. He talks about how the Lord saved the Israelites from the Amorites and how the Lord saved the Israelites from the king of Bashan. But then he gets very specific and he talks about how the Lord saved and delivered us, His children. He has redeemed us from our enemies. Friend, I want to tell you and remind you tonight that the greatest enemy you and I have, really, is sin. The greatest enemy we have is Satan. The greatest enemy we have is ourselves. And praise His glorious name, He has delivered us from all of those. He's broken the power of sin. He's broken the hold of Satan on our lives. And thank God, He's so powerful and good, He even delivers us from ourselves. Because you know we'd self-destruct if left to ourselves. He's the saving one. You might be listening tonight and you don't know Christ as your Savior. I, he, he died to save you from your sins and from yourself. He died to save us not just from hell and the eternal punishment of sin, but He died to redeem and rescue us, dear friend, out of His great love. Would you open your heart to Him tonight? I say this to the children of God right before we pray. Would you say, CP, it's past Thanksgiving, old friend. This, this, we're to praise Him all the time. We're to thank Him all the time. We're to extol and we're to spell out His goodness at all times. And His praise is to continuously be on our lips because His mercy 
endures forever. Glory to His glorious name. Let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name we praise You. I thank You for Your goodness. And I ask You now to bless our people. So many are hurting. My heart breaks for those tonight. And I ask You to sustain them in a special way. Give us clarity and boldness and safety and conviction and a fired up heart for You. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen.